and speak. Meow. <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh, here's a treat. Speak. Meow. Meow. Howdy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Gaggle of Gays podcast. I'm Alaska. I'm Taylor. I'm Alaska. <laughs> no. I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> I know. That's what you were going to do. <laughs> you gave up on me. Kim said I was abandoned. Take it from the top. <laughs> no. You hear my door close and <laughs> So that's what y'all were talking about before I got in the car, right? right. Uh, maybe. Y'all said, we're making fun of you. <laughs> well? Right. So we yeah. How was y'all's yesterday? Wednesday. Wednesday. How was y'all's Wednesday? How was your hump day, brother? <laughs> Pretty humping, you know? <laughs> Pretty humping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did a couple humping jacks today. <laughs> yeah. That's right, brother, I'll tell you. Uh, that's what my boy said. Uh, <laughs> I'm done with moving, finally. It's only been a month. Right. It's literally at the right. end of the month. We moved to the beginning of the month. That's so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah. This time, wait, no. Do you fly on Wednesday or Thursday? Wednesday. Um, the sixth. That does not. Thursday. Me. <laughs> okay. Almost like a week early in the morning. Day. So basically yeah. Wednesday. We're gonna mm. be together in almost a week. I'm very excited. Why are you typing, Cam? What? Oh, Cam's mic turned off. Why? Oh, oh I was communicating God. with them through <laughs> Discord message. <laughs> you good? We out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. Seeing you type, I was like, oh no! <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a fucking <laughs> weird picture. Yeah, it's a whole pic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, do we have any uh, announcements or anything? Mm, no. Cool. <laughs> I feel that fun. I <laughs> oh, wait, how was Pride Cam? Oh, it was so prideful. It looked really fun. Yee. It was so gay. Yeah. I saw Naked Man on roller skates. <laughs> I think Hell that yeah. one actually might scar me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How are you not afraid you're gonna like skin your dick? I yeah, mean. like ooh. right. That's I'm point. so bad at roller skating. I'd be done for. He was doing a downhill in San Francisco too. Don't Taylor. <laughs> Cheeks breezing. Cheek. Yeah. Cheeks <laughs> I'm like oh. Yeah. Pull me out. Cheeks flapping in the wind. Uh, huh? yeah. I found so many pictures when I was cleaning out my grandma's house this weekend. They took pictures of just everything like the living room anything they could get their hands on you know but seeing that picture of me at those roller skates really pissed me off because the <laughs> fact that i could roller skate when i was like five but i can't roller right. skate now makes yeah. no sense it's embarrassing me. though oh my god we go to roller yeah. town <gasps> is that a roller skating yes. place yeah no yes <laughs> no, I, don't to. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that oh, okay then then yeah 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 i'd be down for okay, that great. i don't i just it used to be so easy for me up until like middle school because we used to go on field trips for it, and I just I don't know what happened. I cling to the walls, mm. and the walls are like always so greasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
last time I went roller skating, yeah, that's true. I got bullied by a child. Actually, a group of yeah. children, but mainly that, yeah. that, 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 was that leader. So funny. <laughs> oh, that was a leader. He was? No, but then you took a picture with him. And then we took a picture with him. <laughs> It was for Taylor's birthday that we went. And meanwhile, I, I'm like dying on the skates and there's all these people that are dancing on roller skates. The yeah. group of kids just being able to skate like it's nothing. Drive by me laughing at me. I was like, oh my <laughs> God. They were. I was like, shoom. Like pointing and laughing. Yes, like literally. It was so funny. It was That's hilarious. Horrible. That's so funny. I will never... I will never forget that. Do they play? Do they play Wipeout at your roller rink? What's Wipeout? It's a you remember the song? Yeah, Wipeout. You know that song. I know the song. Well, it's, I don't, it's no, I don't think they did that. They've changed it. They changed the rules now. But back, back in the back, back in, in the my day, day. <laughs> back in my day, back in the t- back in the uh, tens, you know, right. they would play, they, they would the the fucking DJs were a lot meaner. Like they would yell Wipeout, and you'd have to hit the ground as hard as possible. People like would break their leg. Oh my god, they would be really mean, and they'd be like, "Get off! You lost." That's scary. But I went pretty recently again. Like, okay, guys, I get off the ring now. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? You're right. He's like, no, that's not how we used to do it. But all right, yeah. <laughs> kids going soft. <laughs> Don't melt out their snowflake. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, it was right. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> good times. <isn't> <laughs> um, well, today is going to be Taylor's case. Taylor, do you want to take it away? I sure do. Yes, sir. All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you anything about. We're just gonna jump on in. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because y'all, they don't even know who I'm, who the case is about. So are there any uh, any yeah. twiggle warnings that don't give away anything? There's not really like violence or like anything like that i'm really scared it is about a kid (laughs) so if you like if that sort of stuff is hard for you i would skip i'm like all right you just hear me (laughs) (laughs) buddy bye (laughs) as soon as you said kid i'm sorry bye no he's a little baby okay and i have a bunch of pictures and i will um send you okay so April 16th, 2017, a sweet, chubby-cheeked little boy was born in Truro, Canada, the Nova Scotia area. His parents, Ashley Brown and Jason Ehler, decided to name him Dylan Ehler. Let me, I, one second. Hmm? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it is Ashley. I was making sure, because I put Amber on here, and I was like, I don't think her name was Amber. So, uh. Sorry, but his parents, Ashley Brown and Jason Ehler, decided to name him Dylan Ehler. He was a sweet, adorable, and adventurous little boy. He loved to run everywhere, and he loved to climb like anything. He could say mama and dada, and he was loved entirely by everybody who met him. So. I'm scared. (laughs) I feel like it's going to break Um, my heart. While we're going through the case i'm gonna talk about pictures and um i'm gonna try and send them to alaska and cam and talk about them while we're going through the case so if you want to see the pictures we're gonna post about them and i'm gonna post them in the order that i go through so you can like go to instagram which is gaggolius podcast and follow along on there if you would like 
Okay, plug. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So uh, I'm trying to send you all this picture, but it's not sending. So now uh, we let the liquor talk. We go line dancing again. We could. There's a line dancing place here. Is there really? Oh my God. Like, I guess we should. Oh my god, we should because I feel like y'all's over there would be a little bit easier than the one that we went to. I don't know why the fuck it was like that, but I mean, like, we should go out. <laughs> I'm so down out. to go line dancing again. Okay, okay, we're, we're, I just had to do it. He's so cute. Hello, baby. So, this is Dylan. And look at his little chubby cheeks. I know. Oh my god, he's so cute. I'm like, okay, maybe I understand about the yeah. And then um, his little jacket. So this is the jacket that he was wearing. Um, so May sixth, twenty twenty. So COVID lockdown, full swing. Um, Ashley was feeling a little stir crazy as she was taking care of a three year old who loved to run around and go crazy um and obviously they couldn't go much of anywhere so three-year-olds are a lot of work they are exhausting and a mom needs a break every once in a while so her friend called her and asked her if she wanted to catch up at the friend's house and chat for a bit and amber ashley god damn it ashley said <laughs> yes <laughs> i wrote amber in here and i don't know why i did that you but... said who is that <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Ashley said yes, and then she called her mom, Dorothy, to see if she could watch Dylan for a little bit. And Dorothy said yes. So, Ashley headed over. She dropped off Dylan about 10 to 11 a.m. and then headed to her friend's house. Okay. So, Grandma Dorothy had a new puppy, and, um, if you've ever had a new puppy, you know. But everyone would joke about how this puppy was the only one who could keep up with Dylan, um and so grandma was like oh the two of them will have a lot of fun playing outside together so she brought dylan and the puppy outside to the backyard dylan was out and about in the yard going around happily and she bent down to tie the puppy to the lead um she finished she glanced back at dylan except he was gone oh oh my god that fast yes she looked towards the road and everywhere around her yard, but he was nowhere to be found. Oh my god, that's so scary. Yeah. Oh. So she started screaming, and her neighbors ran out to see what was going on. When she told them, she's like, Dylan's missing, Dylan's missing. The neighbors started running around near the house. They were looking for Dylan. Um, one ran through the neighborhood, and one ran to the brook, which is like a creek or a stream that was behind her neighbors to see if he went that way. And at 1.24 p.m., the police were called and told that Dylan was missing. Holy shit. That's so quick. Yeah. So quick. So Dylan was three years old at the time. And three-year-olds has... can only go so fast, too. Mm -hmm. To be completely out of sight, you know something happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has dark brown hair. He has the cutest chubby cheeks you've ever seen. His left eye is hazel, and his right eye is split vertically. One side is blue, and one side is green. Whoa. Split down the middle. That's cool. I know, cool. isn't that cute? That is cool. Um, he was three feet tall and 32 pounds. Okay, three, three, three. Three years old, three feet tall, 32 pounds. Oh my god. Wow, angel numbers. 
and he was wearing the thick brownish greenish jacket that's in the picture and also camo pants and he also had a pair of like bluish grayish rubber boots and they were a size too big for him hmm. so he's clomping around in those boots <laughs> he really couldn't have gotten far yeah definitely mm-hmm. not yeah so the neighbors who went searching around the neighborhood did not see the little boy anywhere so where did he go like Right. It, it literally makes no sense. So the police showed up within a couple minutes of the call, and they also called for, like, canines to arrive soon. Um, they started asking Dorothy questions and trying to see, like, what was going on. And then Dorothy lived in a house, and I'm pretty sure her husband lived, and they were in, like, the upstairs area, and then there was other people lived in the downstairs area. So mm-hmm. somebody in the household, I'm pretty sure it was her was like leaving for lunch around 12 50 and he saw dylan at that time so okay. dylan was alive at 12 50 and he was seen then so by 1 15 neighbors heard dorothy screaming so between 12 50 to 1 15 is when this all happened so ashley's father left to go get her he showed up at her friend, her friend's house, and they were not expecting him at all. So instantly, if you're out with your friends and one of your parents shows up, you know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if your kid is supposed to be being watched by, by them. them. Um, so she got in the car, and that was when he told her that her son was missing. Mm-hmm. The car ride was silent on the way there. I like can't even imagine. Me either. That car ride. But she was, like, saying that she was certain that they would find him either by the time she got there or, like, when they got she got there, they would find him. But she was, like, very certain that they would find him. Um, Jason had been messaging Dorothy. So Jason is the dad. Um, the entire time Dylan was over, trying to get time to see Dylan. So he never heard from her the entire time. Like, he started messaging her when Dylan got dropped off and never got an answer from Grandma. He never heard from her, so he showed up at, like, 3 Mm o'clock. He was greeted by police all over the house, and they told him that his son was missing. So, like, they're finding out, like, the worst ways I can't. Can't imagine, like, coming over and be like, oh, I just want to see my son. Police everywhere. Yeah. Right. So they briefed him on like what they knew, and they and he asked if they had searched the brook, which is the stream, the creek, and instantly the cops zeroed in on the brook, and they pretty much were like, "We know that he fell in the brook and drowned." Oh, I feel like that's not. So if they that's, think about um... the time, I don't know. That seems dumb for them pretty to only think of that. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, two hours after the 911 call, search and rescue was sent to the scene to look for Dylan. And they searched the brook extensively. Um, But the search and rescue team was ready within 20 minutes of the 911 call to be on the scene and looking. So... Why did they not show up until two hours later? (laughs) Right. Did the police tell them to wait or what? Because if they think that's what happened, then what's the point of waiting? Why not go in? Honestly, they should have sent them out there and then looked into other leads, asked people if they fucking saw anything, you know? 
Mm-hmm. That's probably why they're, the police were like, oh, this baby is, like, dead in the brook already, guys. Like, no rush. Mm-hmm. They're probably yeah. like, we're looking for a body, not for a baby. You know what I mean? Which is right. Strange. Yeah. So, like, after all, we know the time right after someone goes is the most crucial in finding them. Yeah. The longer you wait, the chance of finding them gets slimmer. So, is it like 72 hours or time. something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a really small amount of time. So they knew it wasn't looking good if he fell in. After all, he's three. He doesn't know how to swim. Um, and they had just had a rainfall, so the water was really high. And it, the grown men searching the river were having trouble staying on their feet. So if a three-year-old had fallen in, he did not have a chance. The police and the search and rescue combed the area nearby the river for days. They had a dive team combing the riverbeds, and um, they were also using an underwater camera to like, take pictures of the underneath area, and they were going to scan them later and see if they missed anything. Uh, and they also had a helicopter flying overhead and then flagging for the ground team. Three hours and eight minutes after the 911 call, they finally released a non-intrusive alert to tell the community and surrounding area that Dylan was missing. Again, why did they wait so long That's to so release the alert? Long. Three by, hours. By the time, like three hours, whoever took him is <clears throat> definitely, well, most likely wherever they need to be out of mm-hmm, like right. the public eye. And yeah. So t- okay. So a cu- couple of hours into the search, they found one of Dylan's boots. So it was along the bank of Leper Brook, which is the brook that they were searching. It was found in a shopping cart that was stuck in the muck and the debris of the Leper Brook. So it was in the brook, like in the water. Mm-hmm. And then a few hours later, the second boot was found further along the brook. Um, it was by a bridge and it was stuck in like the muck and the dirt underneath in the water. And then this next picture is of his little boots that he was wearing. Why? I wonder why one was in the shopping cart, though. That seems like it wouldn't be an accident. It looks like it'd be, like, planted. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about, like, the river. It's really... Yeah. Okay. So, later on during the search, they asked Grandma Dorothy to recreate the scene where she lost sight of Dylan when he disappeared. So, she reenacted tying up the dog, and they timed it at 18 to 20 seconds. That was the time span she gave where she bent down to tie the dog, and 20 seconds later, looked up, Dylan was gone. Oh my god. 20 seconds. They also sent out a a mannequin mimicking Dylan's weight and proportions to see if it was possible and to, like, see the path for him floating down the brook. And we're going to talk about the river in a second, so hold on to that info for later. Because um, we'll go into like a lot of detail with it. But after a week of searching with no success and no trace of Dylan other than the boots, they called off the search on May 12th, 2020. And they pretty much said that he drowned in the brook and washed out to sea. Mm. So his parents were pretty much like they, I mean, obviously they don't want to accept this. This is horrifying, but. They were not going to give up because they still didn't have his body and they had like no information really on what happened. So they were going to continue searching for their baby boy 
obviously. Yeah. I just what else are they gonna don't do? Don't understand how trained police can be like, oh yeah, about twenty seconds. That takes that was enough time for him to run away. Mm-hmm. Have right. you ever fucking watched a three year old run? Right. They stumble almost like every other step. Yeah. So the parents immediately saw some like whole bunch of red flags and a lot of issues. Everything. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about what went wrong. How this literally doesn't make any sense. So first, let's go back to the timeline. One twenty-four. The police were called and they showed up on scene a couple minutes later. Okay, remember how I told you it took the search and rescue two hours before they were on, and three hours for the alert to be issued. Yes. Again, sooner those things happened, the more likely the person is to be found, or for them to find some kind of evidence or clues or whatever. So neither the alert or the search and rescue can be issued or activated until they are authorized by police. Oh. So they were ready 20 minutes after the 911 call. And the police were the ones that listened. Yes. Yeah. So the police waited for these absurd amount of times before putting the actions into place. And whenever the chief of police was, like, questioned and, like, interviewed, and it was, like, in a... A uh, one-hour special. You can watch it on YouTube. It was really good. He was offended that people think he didn't take this seriously or waited too long. He says they were on the ground looking for him right away, which is true. The police were on the ground looking right away, yes. But he was saying that's why they didn't deploy search and rescue until later. But what I don't understand is why not deploy them ASAP anyway? Right. They were ready within 20 minutes. And what harm does it do to have more people searching for this baby boy? Right. There's literally none at all. And he's just... <sighs> just didn't want to put in the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And then he said the alert didn't go out until later because he was, like, saying the alert isn't at or noticed by the community as much as, like, social media posts are. And that they posted on social media on their accounts immediately. Um, when you go through the police social media, there's not a post about it. Well, so people barely check right. police social media. Who who's checking who that? Checking you check an Amber Alert on your phone. Yeah, I mm-hmm. would see an Amber Alert before. Before I saw you that. look over their Twitter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And Amber so, Alerts are loud; like you literally can't avoid them. So yeah. Okay, get away. So the town of Truro Twitter page did post about it. But I'm not sure if that's run by the police or not, but still. So, now I know why you're wondering why the alert was a non-intrusive alert, not something like an amber alert, which oh, everybody's yeah, familiar with. yeah, I forgot with. that they said that it was non-intrusive. Yeah. So, the chief explained it, saying that to be able to post an amber alert it has to meet certain qualifications, such as proof of evidence of proof of criminality or evidence of criminality. And since they had no proof or no evidence, it, they couldn't post it as an Amber Alert. That's, they serve that more for, like, kidnappings and stuff like that. And they weren't treating this as a kidnapping. They were treating this as a search and rescue because they found the boots in the water. So that's yeah. why they were like, oh, we're not going to do an Amber Alert because that's there's sick. no criminality. Like, we, we know the kid's in the water or something like that. So let's talk about they had no proof of criminal. So Ashley, again, Dylan's mom, said they never treated Dylan's case like a criminal investigation. They just treated it like a search and rescue. I know that they didn't block off any streets. They didn't stop the public from coming into the crimes area that he was 
and they were very late on issuing alerts and getting help. So I think that Tunnel Vision did have a play in that. Once they found the boots, that was it. That's where he went. And essentially, the police told us that we need to accept it and move on. Oh, God, fuck yourself. That's crazy. Right. Give me a second. I'm getting y'all another picture. I can't imagine but I have to being that family. It. I would be fucking feral. Right. I literally can't imagine. And, like, the shit that they were put through is fucking insane. Okay. We're back in. Okay. So, we're kind of alluding that maybe he didn't fall in the water, but his boots were in the water. So... People are like, why would this not be treated like a search and rescue? So let me tell you how some of the facts make it almost impossible to have gotten in the water. So first, let's look at this next picture that I'm going to send you. And it's also on the Instagram, which is a map of the area he went missing. Okay. Okay. So looking at the map with me, do you see the highlighted road on yeah. the right side? Okay. So there's a red circled house area by the highlighted road right uh -huh. okay so that is the backyard of grandma's where he went missing so the first thing i want you to notice is how far away oh. leper brook is from the house that's so far and they found the boots how far after or how long after we'll Sorry. get there we'll get okay. there yeah yeah so both that, parents no. yeah both parents and grandparents say that dylan had never been to leper brook before you can't see the brook from the house or the street. No, it takes about three imagine. to four minutes for a grown adult to walk to the brook. So it would have taken Dylan longer than that. Definitely. Also, he's wearing boots that are too big for him and a thick jacket. So that's going to slow him down as well. And then again, right when she noticed him gone, which she says was 18, 20 seconds, a neighbor, like she started screaming and a neighbor immediately went to the brook and didn't see anything. He didn't oh, see yeah, Dylan. He true. didn't see any footprints, even. So, with that timeline, he should have been there, either right behind Dylan or, like, very close to him. And he, he would have seen, seen him, something. like, in the water or something. Yeah. Now, the distance, and I think Jason or somebody, like, a family member said this distance. I don't know exactly how. But they said he would have had to run about 80 meters between the fence, across the neighbor's yard, and through brush, and through a bunch of brushes, like really tall grass and stuff, yeah, no to way. get to the brook. No way. And that's a lot of dedication for a toddler who's never seen that lake. Right. Yeah. Or right. brook. Right. Exactly. Now, okay, look at the map again, and you can see two red X's on the river. Mm -hmm. These are where his two boots were found. No. So, his boots, the first boot was found like a couple hours after they started the search, and then a couple hours later they found So, you can also see Salmon River on the map. It's like the really big river on there. So, this is a huge river. Leads to the Bay of Fundy. Let me get you another picture. Uh, here we go. Okay, so... A little bit about the Bay of Fundy. This next picture is the one with the boats. So the top picture, you can see the boats are on the bottom of the seabed, and the bottom picture, they're up in the water by the dock. So Bay of Fundy is famous for their high and their like most dramatic tide change of anywhere. So the top yeah. is their low tide, and bottom is the high tide. 
That's crazy. This happens twice a day. Every twice day. a day? That's crazy. Yes. You have two high tides, two low tides. So their water changes that much every single day twice. That um, seems unfathomable to me. Like, my brain right? cannot comprehend that. There's, like, videos of it. It's crazy. I actually, like, thought about this a little bit. So I was like, whenever it, like, correlated to this, I was like, what? I said, I don't know about it. <laughs> so, um, Salmon River flows into the Bay of Fundy. And then the Leopard Brook flows into Salmon River. So, Salmon River and Lumber Brook are affected by the high and the low tide from Bay of Fundy. So, so dramatic. And that affects the water levels and also how the river runs and whatnot. So, they have, like, their current, like, runs both ways sometimes. Like, it switches and there's, like, weird points in it. Um, yeah, so, sense. here's... Yeah, it's really weird. So, here's the issues with all of this. Remember when we talked about the mannequin they sent out? Yeah. So... They were trying to see if it would make it to the Bay of Fundy because they're what they were saying was that he drifted all the way out to the Bay of Fundy ocean area. So the mannequin did eventually get to the bay, but according to Jason, his dad, they had to remove weights and push it through debris to get it to the bay. Right. So to play devil's advocate, the water levels were lower when the mannequin was sent out. So maybe that could affect how it drifted through there. Maybe there was, like, the debris was lower in the water or something. But still, Dad wonders how his body would have made it out to sea, but not his boots. Yeah. Again, his boots were too big, so that makes sense on how they would fall off easily, right? But wouldn't his body get caught on the same things that his boots did? Yeah, they would. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what doesn't make sense so the brook is not very deep and it's like littered with the debris and it's like a stream is a creek those aren't very deep um so jason says because at one point the creek like dried up entirely and he said they were like but because he does a bunch of searches and stuff so and there was an entire tree part of and they had to like dig through it there's trees there's fences in there there's beaver dams there's shopping carts branches and let's go with like everything that's in the brook so it's littered with stuff it wouldn't make sense for his body to have missed every single piece of debris in that brook even if the water was higher that day right especially because if it's trees and branches and stuff float as well um so parents are obviously in like makes so much sense why they're skeptical that he went into the water even yeah, I like, don't, it just seems absolutely impossible. Right. Like, how would he even make it? it the him making it to the water part is and just, sketchy on its own. If he even did, and there is that much change, I mean, you could definitely see the ground. So you would probably mm -hmm. see him, his body, mm -hmm. so... Right. So, here's some more red flags from the investigation. <clears throat> on day one of the search, a diver who owns a company and he has sonar equipment showed up and offered his services. But the police turned him away. Oh my god. Why? <laughs> if you think that is, is a search search and rescue, then why wouldn't you take that at least? Like if why you're wouldn't ignoring you let him search and rescue him. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're ignoring right. the possibility that someone could have taken him, but then you ignore the possibility of the search and rescue, like help for that is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like 
very cocky to not accept any help at all and just think you you've got it under control like it's a, it's a baby that's missing like yeah get your head out of your ass and let people especially if he's obviously he has company equipment for it. like he obviously knows what he's doing yeah it's not just a random like civilian doing it mm-hmm. so the diver said i bet my company on it that dylan piles of debris that are in the brook he wouldn't have gone through it um so he said i bet my company on it that dylan didn't go down this river with piles of debris that are in the brook he wouldn't have gone through it yeah Um, also a search and rescue team from texas had volunteered their services to come and help search they said no but well no they like you'll see so in july 2021 they sent a letter to jason and they said we are a search and rescue unit based in South. We conduct cold case searches all over the nation and internationally. As professional volunteers, we donate our time, money, and travel expenses. Our operators are experts in top- topography. Topography. I think it's topography. One of those words. I think it's topography. <laughs> Some um, that study the terrain, ordinance provided by the family and. Mis- we have analyzed the terrain and surrounding areas coinciding with the coordinates where Dylan's boots were found. With the information provided, we believe that this search is not feasible. That's they didn't do the search because they were like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> there were no footprints where the boots were found, suspecting that the child walked off or went into the river. And again, it's it's a like wet creek area. Like there would have been footprints. According to the terrain, weather, the current of the river, basin, beaver dams, debris, and the buoyancy of a three-year-old child, it is almost impossible for the child to get swept into the bay. If the child walked off and was lost, the area is mostly urban and had no game trails. In that time frame, a three-year-old would have been found within a mile. This is our analogy of the operation and deem it not to be a search and rescue mission. And the cops are probably like, you're wrong. Right. We know what we're doing. We don't need your help. So so now we're in the spot. If he didn't go in the water, where did he go? Mm -hmm. Okay, now look back at the map for me. You're going to see to the left of the red circle where he went missing is like the brook and the rivers and everything. But what was not searched was to the right. This is an entire neighborhood to the right. So, Grandma Dorothy's house is near Queen Street, which is a very busy street, and it's like 10 to 15 feet from him. So, a lot more reasonable than the 80 meters that the brook was. Definitely. The backyard that he was in was, um, it was wide, it was partially closed. So, there was a fence, but there was an open section to the road the neighborhood road and then there was a small little gap in the fence that you could use to go to the brook area hmm. so grandma told the police several times that she thinks he was taken by somebody and they just ignored her so if he had run to the road and someone had been there by chance like just accidentally there or they were waiting for him yeah, or whatever say, watching him and then right. as soon as they saw that opportunity they could have grabbed him mm-hmm. and... yeah and they could have grabbed him and been gone mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And a child that small is very easy to put in a car too mm -hmm. and just hide because, I mean, they're so small. Yes, exactly. And like, I know it's like, it's 20 seconds though, but like this has happened multiple times with child kidnapping. Mm -hmm. It takes seconds to happen. Yeah. But this was never searched into by the police or anything. So now the parents were pissed and rightfully so. So Jason filed complaints, um, two of them to the police. He sent emails, he sent voicemails, and he held a protest, a protest at the police station. Now, obviously in his emails, he's not like super nice and friendly or in the voice pissed. His child is missing and the police aren't doing a damn thing about it. So yeah, he's going to be angry. But at one point when he filed a complaint, they told him that because he did that, he slowed down his son's investigation. Oh my god. That mm -hmm. is like fucking gaslighting to the max. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. you. So they felt, and I feel like this, that they were being punished for complaining at all. Or Definitely. like doubting them at all. So <clears throat> the community rallied behind them whenever it happened one second gotta find the picture oh there we go so the community rallied behind jason and ashley and something they did was boots out on their front porches oh and like a remembrance of like because his boots were the ones that were found and everything mm -hmm. um also a memorial was built for dylan Let's see if I can find the picture right here. So in this picture, it's in the background. So that's his parents. That's Jason and Ashley. And in the background is his memorial. So it had one of his blankets on it. And then a bunch of his, like, teddy bears and stuff. Had a toy fishing rod. And then his, like, hanging from a tree. And then those are his parents as well. And there was also a GoFundMe set for a reward fund for information on and they raised about like ten thousand oh, dollars wow. for it. So obviously, whenever we have cases of children that go missing, like the people get really sympathetic and they like get really hurt deeply for this because it's it's a three year old baby boy. Like, and as this case began to gain supporters and social media presence, things started to go wrong. Oh. So what now mean? it's already so fucking wrong. Yeah. So now, whenever you have cases of like missing people uh, or people who are murdered and stuff like that, there's always this group of people who think that they are FBI level detectives. Oh, no. And they get way too involved in the case. Yeah. So these people started creating Facebook groups. They were stalking on all social media posts. And some things naturally got uncovered about the family. So one thing they found out is that four days before Dylan went missing, there, the police were at their house for a domestic violence dispute. Tensions got high in the household. Ashley had punched Jason, and Jason was, like, screaming at her and threatening to kill her. Dylan was not involved in this at all. But the police gave... Jason and Ashley no contact order, and Jason had to leave the house. He went and, like, stayed with his parents. So this was why Ashley was single parenting at the time, she, and Ashley was like, I need a break. And this is also why Jason had to go to grandma 
to be able to see Dylan. Mm. Um, Ashley also had been on TikTok, like everybody in the world, and she made a couple of, bit of videos that people thought were questionable. So one TikTok, she had Dylan on her lap and was like using the audio, this motherfucker is going to be the reason I go to jail. And another TikTok was her singing Frozen remake. It was, do you want to build a snowman? But instead of that, it was, do you want to hide a body? Now, honestly, in my opinion, tons of other people are making the exact same videos to the exact same sounds. And you know but whenever you combine it with her son going missing yes i can kind of see the speculation yeah but that's but also again, like when people when people right. used to listen to like heavy metal and stuff and they're like mm-hmm. oh my god exactly. they're satanists i'm like that's right. not how that works right but again like tons of people are all making videos yeah their kids are are they all suspicious people as well no it's just the situation and like she, i feel like if she had planned all this actually but she didn't but if she had like she made those videos in the first place mm-hmm. like come on have some common sense right. but obviously these people don't so a man named and a woman named april diane Martin, and i think they were like dating i'm sure but they were one of the people that created and administered a Facebook group called Dylan Ehler Open for Discussions or Suggestions. So this group had around 17,000 members. And this was where people shared information and theories about Dylan's disappearance. Uh, and that just um, snowballs into that. Yes, exactly. Especially so, with an already open investigation mm-hmm. and it's not even closed. Yeah. Yeah. The th- Whenever, like, you get that and, like, people doing their own theory, investigative work, it's never good. So, some people in the group accused Jason and Ashley of negligence leading to Dylan's disappearance. They accused them of orchestrating the disappearance and even of killing their own son. Oh my god, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And, of course, they have zero evidence. Yeah. They have no ground to stand on. They're just making shit up. And just making the parents already feel worse than they already exactly. do. Exactly. They're, They're already, already going, going through, through so much. Hell. Yeah. Yeah, so a medium named Jada Brooke, which she, like, listen, I love mediums. They're great, but they need to stay out of shit like this. Yeah, I agree. I don't think they should be considered in investigations. And No. And, like, they don't need to butt into stuff like this. So, she says that the family um, was into dark magic and believed Dylan was offered as a sacrificial sentiment to Satan on the pink full Scorpio moon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you serious? Respectfully, those parents do not look like they know what a Scorpio is. Right. Right. (laughs) That's so fucking stupid. I know. Yeah. And um, at one point, Ashley got a haircut and she got a nose piercing. And she was criticized for that, too. And they were saying, it seems like they look better as time passes. All of that shit would be the least of my concerns. Someone else said, these devils are digging their graves. Keep on buying. Their time is well on its way. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they mocked Jason's search attempts, saying that he was just lurking in the bushes. 
and they criticized him for sleeping and they said i would be searching non-stop oh, until my okay. feet were bleeding if my child vanished but your child isn't you don't know what that mm -hmm. situation's like i yeah. hate when people do that yeah I, yeah it's like it's so easy for them to say i would do this i would but you have no idea how you react no to... everyone reacts differently mm -hmm. and they were criticized for not crying they were criticized for crying mm -hmm. and they were criticized like, for buying things like who cares what they're buying or if they're getting their hair cut they are grieving over their son who they have no idea said, how they react spiraling right you would catch me exactly. in the bathroom shaving my head mm -hmm. how they react is not for no. in the slightest Absolutely. i like literally could not imagine what they're going through or how i would react to that and none of us are in a position to and how they're grieving because we're not in their position. Yep. And I would just like to point out that, like, people get haircuts and nose piercings and tattoos and other things like that all the time to cope with, like, hardship that they're going through. Like, it's such, like, a cliche. You get, you, you go through a breakup and you dye your hair. Like, everybody copes with their shit in different ways. Literally. And it's not abnormal for people to get yeah. a haircut or nose piercing when they're going through some shit yeah it's just so. natural like mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure after my mom died i instantly got a tattoo and i'm pretty sure right after my grandma died i instantly got a tattoo too exactly and like, everyone copes with their own fucking and it's, it's not, not like weird it's not like i don't care yeah it's just kind of, it's like almost like it's something to kind of like take your mind off of it for yeah you know that that's all that they're thinking about so, a little bit of, like, happiness. And especially because they're not even getting any help from the police. And now mm -hmm. these people are also doing this shit to yeah. them. I, yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. It's, yeah. So then, people started standing outside of their house, <gasps> glowering at them, taking photos of them, following them around when they left. Oh my god. Someone at the hospital looked up the family's medical records which is a huge so breach of privacy oh yeah that's really really like, bad like what were they hoping to find right. right i don't even know probably like i mean what would Medellis they or right yeah just something anything and um remember the moment for dylan yeah the locals um started a rumor or somebody started a rumor, I don't know who it was. But they started a rumor that his body was buried under it. And so they tore it apart and dug a hole underneath looking for bones. Oh my god, Taylor. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Right. Oh, I'm in jail. Yeah, I think at that point I, I would end up you. Especially yeah. because I would feel like I would have nothing to lose at that point. I'm like, you know what? Mm -hmm. They already think I'm a killer. <laughs> I'm gonna start killing people because you're gonna dig up my like under my son's memorial because you think my I buried his babies. fucking body. Are Ooh. you kidding me? Yeah. Oh my god. So the people were absolutely horrible to Ashley and Jason and their family. And all they succeeded in doing is taking the spotlight off of Dylan and off of finding Dylan. Yeah. It only took away from finding. It didn't help 
the police, like right after the domestic violence, the the, 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 the domestic violence, <laughs> came out and like the TikToks and everything. The police, like literally, were like, "These have nothing done, just Dylan's disappearance." Yeah, so like, what do you that, want me to fucking do with this? <laughs> right. Like they investigated it and like looked into it, and they were like, "It has nothing to do with anything." Like, obviously, the parents did not do it, but people thought that they knew better. They kept going. And, like, spiraled it into crazy-ass proportions. Also, which is pretty common with, like, missing persons cases, and it's absolutely horrible, but they had seven or eight ransoms sent to them. All of them from random people saying they were going to kill Dylan if money was sent to them by a certain time. One sent a, like, super close-up cropped photo of Dylan's face. It was, like, really zoomed in, and it was photoshopped with bruises all over his face. I cannot... How fucking sick do you have to be to do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Just to get a, a thousand bucks. Like, what? It's crazy. I cannot imagine getting that picture as a parent. No. And my kids are missing. Um, I, yeah. Those poor parents. I don't think I'd be strong enough for that. Mm-mm. Honestly. No. <sighs> So the parents did launch a Nova Scotia intimate images protection. It's like a anti-bullying or cyberbullying one that was put into place. Okay. So this was against the two who started that first Facebook group. As the two who started the group literally lived in the neighborhood that like lived in that neighborhood. That's so fucked up. Mm-hmm. They're that's part so of their community. Up. Oh my god, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it could get worse. Yeah. So the um, court case prohibited Tom and April from reopening the Facebook group, so it got closed down. Um, they could not start another one. Good. Uh, they couldn't post about Dylan or Jason or April, and they could not contact them either. So at least that was one good thing. I mean, it shouldn't have ever been a thing that had to happen. Um, right. 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 <laughs> so since Dylan went missing, Jason has conducted his own searches in the area because the police obviously aren't doing it. So he does this every week, one to three times a week. He mm. does a search. It's been three years. So sad. Yeah. And volunteers will join him as well. Um, he said that when he is searching for Dylan is the only time he feels peace, which broke my heart. He also has a corner in his house with piles of Christmas presents for Dylan, like Christmas, birthdays, just a bunch of presents for Dylan, just waiting for him. I'm about to start crying. I know. And there also is Jason's own presents. Because he said he's not opening another present until his baby is home. Oh. Oh, shit. I know. And Ashley also showed how the house is set up the exact same way that it was when he left. So all of his things are still there. Like, his pictures and his schedule and all the stuff still on the walls and everything. And it's like a little time capsule for them so that way they can, like remember him and see all of his things and stuff. And then a year 
one second, let me find the picture. Okay, so a year after he went missing, um, his parents and like a little group that were close to them launched paper boats with messages of hope into the leper brook. And that picture is Ashley putting her boat into the water. And they said that this is something they think he would have loved to do. So that was really sweet. That is really um, sweet. Also, Jason and Ashley hired a private investigator named Dave Orwell. And so now we're going to go into another little theory. He has questions. Well, it's not really a theory. It's just like, this doesn't make sense. So he has questions about Grandma Dorothy's recollection of events and the timeline. Because So he could have gone two ways towards the busy street or through the gap in the fence to the brook, right? And then police did not entertain the idea of him going to the street. So six months later, after the police did all their stuff, Dave went through the neighborhood and he entered in areas like where Dylan would have gone. He also was supposed to have a meeting with the police, but the police canceled it. Hmm. Which is weird. And the people also that he interviewed said the police had never come and talked to them. So they never like canvassed through the neighborhood. Which is like, I feel like that's supposed to be protocol or whatever, but um, so Jason and Ashley think that Grandma is hiding something to not get charged with neglect. They don't think that she did it. Like, they don't think right. that she purposely did anything. But what their thought process is, is that she's hiding something or she's not telling the complete truth. Like, well, maybe, maybe she yeah. went inside and left him outside by himself. Yeah. For a little bit or something like that but it's pretty sad they don't speak to grandma anymore and like ashley just said that she can't talk yeah. to her or be around her and i mean i completely understand like her baby went missing in her care like yeah it would be hard not to and especially if you feel like she's hiding something from you it'd be so hard to not mm -hmm. yeah so I wonder if Grandma's it's also home. possible that, like, one of the neighbors was the one to take him to, you mm. know, because, yeah. I mean, they would have seen for a while, and, yeah, because it'd be an easy escape, because, you know, you True. would see a car really driving away, they could just take them into yeah. the house, and then later take them somewhere, or even keep them. Right. I didn't even think about that. But, so, Grandma's home was searched, like, three times after he went missing, for more clues or like some people thought he might be in there but nothing was mm -hmm. and jason also said that the neighbors said that dorothy whenever she was like whenever he first went missing that she was not acting like a grandma who just lost their grandbaby she was like a lot calmer than they thought she should have been mm -hmm. so just putting that out there but so a little like leave on like a higher note um so jason and ashley had a petition that says um and they also like did a little it's not like a court case but it was like a police like a meeting or something where they like i don't know exactly how to describe it, but they were saying that the police did not properly handle the investigation and the meeting was like in february of this year yeah oh wow but the petition gathered like 2500 signatures mm -hmm. and 
like the main thing is that it calls for the rapid distribution of information to the public about young children lost in potentially hazardous environments. So, like, if a kid is near a river and is lost, or if they're in a crowded area, or anything that, like, could be very hazardous to them by going missing, that information would be distributed immediately and not three hours later. And then it is to be called the Ealer Alert. So, named after Dylan, which is sweet. At least so they if got you see that, yeah. Yeah. At least at least something good came from it. Like I hate that it had to happen, but if it did since it did have to happen, something came from it. Yeah, and just yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is still an open case and Dylan is still missing. So if you see anything or you have any information, please call one of these numbers and I'll put the Instagram caption in the um we'll put it in the description as well. So we can help and we can try and get Dylan home to his parents who miss him so terribly much. Um, And these numbers are 902-895-5351. So, yeah. Damn. That is the case about Dylan Ehler. That hurts. Mm Mm-hmm. I, like, started and, like, I just got, like, the brief description of, like, he like grandma turned he went missing and then like it was just a rabbit hole of just like other shit and i was like oh my god yeah i had never heard of that and it was so recent too Uh uh-huh right which i guess i wouldn't expect to hear from it considering the way the fucking police handled it right but it was so big on social media so i was like i want like i didn't hear about it yeah i don't know that's really weird it's crazy well, we hope you we ruined your Sunday or whatever day um, <laughs> that was for you listening. Um, I guess we have another one to record after this. Taylor, you want to tell them our socials? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get the notes up real quick. Right. Okay, so if you want to send us an email, if you have a case of a case that you'd like us to cover or anything that you want to tell us, or you just want to say hi even, email us at gaggledcast.gmail.com. And then Twitter and Instagram, if you just gaggle gays podcast, we'll be the first one. And in those places, we have a link to our Discord. Come chat with us. Yeah. Also, give us a review, please. Yee. All right. Well, <laughs> we will see. Uh, t- tell me, tell me a shark fact. Tell me a shark fact. Uh, uh, um, sharks have never drank juice. A shark fact. Sharks have never gotten drunk. Mm-hmm. What? Well, I'm just like pouring a fucking bottle of vodka <laughs> down a shark's. <laughs> I'm so deep on ocean TikTok. It's not even funny anymore. Like it's taking over my life. It's so bad, and I can't. I can't make it stop. Oh, you see all? Do you see the Dumbo squids? Oh, the what? Oh, the Dumbo squid. No. Oh, look at that! They're cute. Right. I was a Dumbo octopus. My my bad. Right, my bad. Right. Oh. My bad, G. Shut up. Tell me something good. Yeah, it's just a jumbo. Oh my god. Aww, that, is <laughs> that is cute. Let everyone look up Dumbo Squid, uh, Dumbo Octopus in your TikTok. That's adorable. <laughs> Alright, well, look that up and we will see you guys next week. Bahoots. Bahoots. Bahoots.